Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in shopper. Get it? Yes. Shopper? Yes, I get it. <laughs> For a second, I thought all my show notes were... Gone? Gone. Did you have... But no, they're fine. In your stomach. Now you need to pick it up off the floor. So there was... <laughs> it not just happened at the same time you said shopper. So what... Shopper. I'm yep. saying is you totally just got away with it. <laughs> what you need to do is I did create a diversion <laughs> over here, make you think, you're and then lost. I'll just be like, "Good job, Way to go. <laughs> great, you did it!" Hi, my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I just want to tell you that there's something magical to me about about the store having your handwriting in it. Isn't that cool? It's just magical. Right? Yeah. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, that's Joy's handwriting. And it's on a thing. Right. And there it is. And it's like a real thing now. I know. It's weird. And it just seems really cool to me. And, of course, uh, we're very, uh, I don't, this just seems, okay, so you know when someone says, like, we're very lucky and everyone's like, we don't believe in luck. (laughs) Well, um... (laughs) I do know. But then you have to change it and be like, <laughs> we're so blessed. And I just don't. And then you sound like a weird Instagram right. hashtag yeah. person. What I'm trying to do <laughs> is say that while it is cool to see my designs up. Yeah. We've also had a lot of help from our designer, Nikki. That's right. And Shout she has done such a great job. She Putting gets stuff. it. Yeah. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about. We, you guys have been asking us for literally years to sell you. If you don't know what we're talking about. That means that you don't like our Facebook page <laughs> or follow us or follow Summer or myself. I am Joy, her beautiful co-host. That's by right. The way. Um, it means that you're not. You're not paying attention. You're not a Patreon supporter. <laughs> it means that you don't even listen to the show. And why so, are you here? Welcome. Well, welcome. Yeah. There you go. We opened a store. If you're new, why? <laughs> I just honestly I just realize I'm abusing our if you haven't, listeners a little bit. If you haven't listened to us at this point, just get out now. <laughs> is what she's trying to say. Get out before you can't. It's too late. Okay, so you guys have been asking us forever to make more t-shirts. You want a mug. You want this and that. And so we finally, finally, finally were able to do that. Yeah. I have a new appreciation for all of the work that, that it goes takes. into making a shop. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why we never <laughs> were really able to do it before, right? Because, in a way, we did understand that the it was a lot d- of work. We couldn't do the work, right? Um, but what we learned is that we really had no we idea. We really had no idea how much it would work take to goes sell into shirts it. and. <laughs> Pins and stickers mugs and, and yeah, all everything. the things. But you know, print on. So because of print on demand, this is like a new. I was explaining it to my kids this morning because my kids are like, "What do you mean you have a store? Like, where is it? Right. Where is the stuff?" And so I was explaining to them how 
this new industry has arose, the print on demand industry. Right. So whereas, you know, a couple years ago when we would do a round of t-shirts, we would have to buy all of the t-shirts up front, yeah. which was like $2,000. Mm-hmm. And then we would have to hope that we sold them all. Right. You'd have to be like, well, medium and large are the most popular sizes. Right. How many sizes do but I we need we know we're this? also going to want some smalls and some, yeah. Right. And, and hopefully so, you guess right. Right. <laughs> and then it was like terrifying because, you know, I'm putting up all this money to do this thing and it's like, is it going to work? And so because of print on demand companies, now you don't have to do that. Like I don't have to buy a hundred coffee mugs right. and try to sell them when you guys buy them, then the company makes them. So yeah. we're never wasting any anyway. So I was trying to explain that to my kids and how that really is a very new concept right. that hasn't really been done before. Yeah. And so, um, because we have people in the church that have the skills and know those websites and because we have, um, designers like Nikki and Tim who, are willing to put their time into it, we're able to have a store and it's really cool. And yeah. it's really not even us. At no, all. I know. It's very, <laughs> um, like you sat in some very long meetings. I did some boring government things because yeah. of course the government wants to be involved in everything right. but mm-hmm. yeah and you know we gave feedback and yeah design feedback with that i mean nikki and tim did all the design work and so we have a lot of people that have just put in a lot of hours um to make this thing happen even my husband had to because i'm bad with numbers but all of that to say <laughs> um we're just excited and yeah. we hope you guys like it. We hope you guys like what's in there. As long as you guys are buying stuff. I'm so sorry. Marshall's <laughs> is texting me. I've never walked into a Marshall's. That was weird. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good in there. How did they? Anyway, um, as long as you guys are buying stuff, we'll be selling stuff. Right. Because we don't have to have. And we will. We'll have, you know, there'll be. uh the occasional deal yes they will be yeah we had a big opening weekend deals going on Mm -hmm. those are over and if you bought something you get um a 10 percent off coupon for next time we'll also have new designs Designs. pop up occasionally and okay that means that we will have Christmas mm-hmm. merchandise. We're going to have Christmas merch. Um, yeah. I'm, that's pretty much the main thing yeah. I'm in this for. As long as you guys are buying, we're going to keep designing, creating, running de- running deals, running sales. We're not going to ever charge shipping because we don't like that. Right. Um, I did want to say, by the way, this is just going on. This is not special to our store. Um, and we, we let everybody who shopped this weekend know. But... Um, shipping times right now because of covid right laws and all the disruption and all this stuff are horrible so we've talked to our distributor and they've kind of let us know you know from the time you purchase to the time it's delivered right now it's averaging somewhere between 20 and 30 days and that and we we went with a printing company that was better and more reliable yes, right now yeah so that's like the most reliable company. right part of the reason that it took us so long to open the store um was because we we switched because somebody was taking even longer they were it was a mess um yeah their delivery times were even worse and so well, anyway and some stuff just wasn't they were just like oh well then don't have right. your thing the customer service well, wasn't there yeah. yeah so i just want you guys to know it's gonna take 20 to 30 days that's typical all over unless you're amazon i think they're the only company and even with amazon a lot of people are having some problems things, yeah are delayed but 
we just hope that you guys feel like this store was for you and because we did have you guys in mind and I well and some of your designs are some literally of your designs on are it. in the store um I don't know if we're running those forever but they're in there right now right yeah yeah we'll see like you'll see some things come and go maybe we'll do another design contest yeah now that we have it going mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep doing sky things is the limit <laughs> we're just gonna we're keep, so excited keep doing things so let us know how you feel about it let us know what you love slash don't love we can take it we can hear it and yeah I hope you guys just have a fun time with it all of my kids want everything oh i want so many things i know i really want so many most of what i want is for georgia i know but i know i have to buy all the kids a shirt or they're gonna feel very unloved right if i don't get them something um and then obviously cadence loves to bake so the apron oh yeah like she needs an apron apron. i know it's really cute i don't even like to bake and i want the apron So if you guys ever find yourselves at Summer's house and she opens her door and she's wearing that apron. It's I wasn't it's baking. For show. I wasn't baking. I just love the apron. Oh, anyway. Gosh, that's great. Um I want to tell you guys book club is going amazing. We're halfway through Abigail Dodd's Atypical Woman and I just want to thank everybody who's a part of it because every Wednesday you know what's funny is I feel like every Wednesday something happens before book club that is testing me. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a stressful thing. Right. I have all these things that crop up like right before I'm about to go have fellowship right. or create something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, like I hope I can I like pray that I can like lay that aside and stay focused on what I have to do. Um and I mean, literally this happens like every single time and every single time when the hour is up, I'm just like completely refreshed. Like all the stress that I'm feeling about the things has right. like melted away. And I really think it is the fellowship. I think it is being around these women who are truly, they love discussing the things of the Lord and they're enjoying it and they're there and it, I just always leave so so encouraged so I would That's imp- a good I'm, fellowship it's does. so great yeah. yeah and I just I never would have seen it coming and I know I, I always have glowing things to say about book club because it's just been glowing like it's right. the whole time it's just yeah. been a glowing endeavor which I just I didn't expect and when I first someone gave first put the bug in my ear like you should do a book club mm-hmm. I was just like what why what is that I've never been in a book club and yeah. I'm like okay well if this is what book well, club is <laughs> see and that just shows you that I don't know it says it says something about something there it you does. go yeah <laughs> just, what it appears on the outside is that it would be more work you're already busy you're stretched pretty far these are all true as things it is. yeah uh-huh. and so just from like looking at just the immediate appearance of it you're like i don't really have time for this right so this is an extra thing i do so right it like what you could do is you could be like this is an extra stress in my life and blah blah blah. and even the weeks that you do that right god's like i'm just blesses it like you're not it's not extra just being around totally what you're supposed to be doing right so sometimes the thing that yeah that you think looks something that looks like just an extra stress throughout the week God Not ends always. up using it. Yeah. So if that's the reason why you're not 
doing book club or you're not doing going some to other fellowship Bible study. Thing. Yeah. Right. Then just stop. Just stop invest it. in it anyway, <laughs> because you don't know. And this is not a pitch for book club. But like you said, like if there's these things, these fellowship things that you're not investing in, you know what? Maybe they're not the best investment of your time. I can't tell you that. Right. But you don't know until you try. Right. And I would say most of the time, like true fellowship is never a waste of time. So right. fellowship is something to seek after, to to enjoy and love, and obviously not to the detriment of other things that you have have to be faithful to. But I'm I am finding that um, God is just blessing that time, and that I'm just really enjoying being around. It's it's it, more than the book is great. And I love the book, but more than the book, it's the fellowship. It's talking with other right. believers about the things of the Lord. That that is the that's what's the blessing. Yeah, um, more than anything else. So I'm just enjoying yeah. it. I don't know what we're gonna do next, and so this gives me a lot of thoughts about what to do next because right. we've done now we've done really different kinds of books. Yeah. So Love Thy Body was very scholastic and and, um, you know a real layman's level but still kind of like a college level book um, study it was actually something that was we had to study Um, and that was fruitful Um, but it it was it was challenging in different ways and then with tactics um, that was also challenging in different ways because it was very apologetic very situational Um, and then now with this one, it's very, you know, discipleship oriented and um, just a lot of like really biblical concepts. Abigail's always digging into certain parts of scripture and making you think about it um, and challenging you on it. And so that is different from what we've done before. And so, yeah, I don't know where to go next. I don't I don't know. I'm going to get feedback from the book club. Yeah, I have some ideas, but I'm open to ideas. So if you guys want to throw any out there, <laughs> I'm accepting all ideas. You can leave <laughs> us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Keep leaving us voicemails. They've been really encouraging. Um, and obviously I need to, I need to dig up some more bad voicemail transcripts here soon oh, yeah. to share with Please you guys. Yeah. I think I have another batch, a batch worth that I can share soon. So that's on the horizon. Cool. Georgia almost just here's Georgia update. She's wild. Yep. <laughs> she's wild. She's fast. She says "dada" very clearly, she and she's waving. She waves. She waves. She pulls herself up onto things. She hollers. Yeah. Well, usually when she's having a good time, she goes "dada," and then when she's sad or upset, she says "mama." Oh, that's so how that's it goes. That's just how it is. <laughs> that's just. But she's cute. She's really, um, really, really cute. Her eyes are really lots blue. She kisses all the time. Oh, sweet. And she and makes a scrunch nose. Yeah, she face. does. And it's yeah. just the cutest little <laughs> scrunch nose you've ever seen in your whole life. Ah, it gives me cute aggression. Like, you know, it's really you guys the best. know what I'm talking about? The cute aggression? Yeah, where you just want to kick. Yeah, and like you grind your teeth and yeah. just want to throw something. Yeah. yeah. Basically, since she was born... My That's jaw how you has felt. Been, <laughs> like where you wonder, like when will my teeth break out from seeing? Will this? my teeth break out? Yeah, no, they're pretty strong. Really. Yeah, teeth no, are pretty you're strong. fine. You're fine. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. So, 
we're we're doing some storytelling. It's story time. Episodes. We felt like it was time. Yeah. I've I've been wanting to tell you guys this story for like a year, so I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, mine is a little shorter. Yeah. That's why I requested that we we pair it with um all our shop talk. <laughs> our shop talk. We actually have shop talk now. I know. That's an actual thing. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> um, well, and so it was so hard for me to find a story because. I don't know. I, I have a few, like you said, like I have a few that I want to tell right. and then I'm like, well, but is it long enough? Can I fill it out enough? Is this an episode? I, I ended up doing basically half of the story of the Clutter family, which is the, who? the Clutter family murders. I don't know that one. Which is, it's an amazing story. But halfway through, I was like, I just can't, I'm not going to tell this story because it's the story that Truman Capote tells in In Cold Blood. Oh. And that book is just a masterpiece. Okay. Um, that so you didn't is, feel like taking it on. Right. Okay. Everybody go read that book because it okay. is, if you like true crime, that is the book that if something horrific was done to you, you would want written about you. Wow. There are chapters in there that I like, I just cried what reading i've never read it because it it is the weirdest most surreal look at this family okay leading up okay till their to their deaths yeah um it's a masterpiece it's just weird it's it would be like walking in to a scene after something like that had happened and you would see all the little details things about their life and who they were and stuff like that Okay. But anyway, so that I'm starting off with a recommendation. Everybody go read that. If you consider yourself <laughs> a true crime fan, read it, cry, wince, do all the things. Okay. Um, but my story is different from that. And this is a story that I have given up telling many times because I just, I was like, I don't think I can stretch it. I don't think it's interesting enough. Like the arc is just kind of, it just happens really quick. Um, but that's also kind of part of what's interesting about it. So because I have the opportunity to go a little more condensed today, mm-hmm. this is the story I'm going to tell. I'm so ready. Here we go. Our story takes place in Berlin, Germany. For those of you guys that don't know that, I'm assuming everybody <laughs> did. Um, so we're more specifically... Okay, I have to stop you right there. Okay. Because the way you said that... I don't know if you guys, for the office fans out there, I immediately thought you were going to, like, jokingly reconstruct the story Dwight tells about, like, if he stole those jewels and he left that woman and he, like, went to Germany and hit it. I was like, is she about to do that to me? I am about to tell you a story of jewels being stole, but... Stole. (laughs) Stolen. Really? Stealed. Stealt. (laughs) They were thefted. (laughs) They got thieved. Mm Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're up to hijinks? <laughs> I'm here for this. Okay, I'm going to stop interrupting you now. Yeah. Berlin, but, got um, it. It's not so the office. Some jewels were stolen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anyway. Sorry. I just I just, a very obscure pun just popped into my <laughs> head, but... I love obscure puns. It's... I don't even think it's going to hit. Okay. Because Fine. there is this German type of bread around the holidays called stolen <laughs> is it really <laughs> so in my mind i was like i don't know anyway um we can't tell stories because we're like too busy with it, puns has fruit in it fruit it's, bread yeah okay the europeans you know yeah they're all about putting dried fruit in you things, never know and what the they're americans doing. do not get it we don't do that it's 
I don't think it tastes good, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Did you know that people in like England, I was about to say in British. Okay. In British. Okay. We're done today. People, <laughs> people in England think that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are weird. I know. Why would that be weird? They think it's so weird. I was reading this whole thing about how like somebody from America was trying to explain peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to people in London and they were like, ew. And I feel like they've just, they're missing out. They're wrong. They're wrong. It really does taste Come over here and I will make you a peanut butter sandwich. (laughs) Don't make me make you a peanut butter sandwich. We'll sell them in the store. Well, (laughs) pre-made, pre-made, old, uncrustables, (laughs) frozen what a nightmare Gross. no wonder that's probably what they think we're talking about i know no we're talking about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anyway you guys are missing out i'm yeah, gonna let you talk about don't, germany now don't uh don't miss that yeah please stupid please go ahead and have a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah have an american make it for you right yeah I like how we just assume they're doing it wrong. <laughs> they like put the peanut butter in the knife and they just like start rubbing it on the wall. And we're like, you don't, you're just. You don't know how to do this. <laughs> Stop eating peanut butter off the wall. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So more specifically, we're in a department store called Kauf, Kauf House de West de. Okay, I don't know how to say it actually. De Westons, but luckily it's commonly called Kadewi. So, because it's Cough House Day Weston, so Kade Wee. Okay. Um, uh, everyone in the United States has probably not heard about that, but it's a very large, very luxurious, posh department store in Berlin. Like, if you lived in Europe, you would know it? It's the second largest department store in Europe. Oh. Okay, so yes, and the, large, and the largest department store in Berlin, um, and like super like fancy. Like we probably don't. I don't even know that we necessarily have an equivalent. Most people probably don't have an equivalent nearby them, but maybe think like fancy department store in New York. I don't even know like if like Bloomingdale's. I don't shop at Bloomingdale's, so I don't yeah. even know how much things cost there. But Me um, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, okay, so it's obviously Kadiwi is, uh, you know, it's on the map. It's an important icon. It's important for the economy and for tourism. And also, it's a really old store. It opened in 1907, and it was even rebuilt after it was destroyed in World War II. So it was. it's considered, like, a part of post-World War II reconstruction. So it has a historical significance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's where we are. It's January. We're inside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, it's January 25th, 2009. It's Summer's 20th birthday. It's my 20th birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Summer. I was in the Florida Keys on a cruise oh, were ship. you? Yeah. Oh, cool. It was super fun. I didn't even realize you got to go on a 20th birthday cruise. I did. It was super, super fun. That's well, the end of my story. Well, you were in the Florida Keys. Yeah. <laughs> this was happening. Um, in the early morning hours of Summer's 20th birthday, <laughs> three masked burglars climbed up to a second story awning of Kadi Wee and managed to force a window open, lowered themselves into the store with the help of a rope ladder that they brought with them, 
and avoided a pretty serious security system, as you'd imagine, you know, like ritzy places Mm -hmm. having, you know, the more your stuff is worth, the The more more security you would need to have. Yes. And they proceeded to steal 6.8 million euros worth of jewelry and watches, which is like $7.5 million. Right. uh, For the Americans. Um, Obviously, this was a big shock. The owner offered a reward of $126,000 for the recovery of the items. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, obviously, because can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? And I don't even know what that looks like necessarily. But I just want everyone to, like, try to imagine. Like, do you think there's even a shopping, a department store near us that even holds... That like seven point five no. million dollars could even be stolen from? No, no, I don't think and we for have. For most of the people listening, I would yeah. say that's true. Yeah. So like, really, just take into consideration that that's not even possible, right? In a store near you, mm-hmm. like you, you could, could you go into Target and maybe steal like everything, and it still wouldn't be seven point <laughs> five million dollars. Maybe, maybe I don't, if you like no. could steal all the stuff in the back, I don't know. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, and people were just kind of shocked because obviously it's like a huge that's a lot of money to steal well and they didn't steal the money obviously but it's a lot of stuff to steal and you just I don't know you just kind of wouldn't expect it especially at like a, such a big landmark you said there uh, were four men three three mm-hmm. were able to carry that much it must have been expensive stuff yeah oh yeah like really and that's what I mean like I don't even know mm-hmm. of an equivalent Mm-mm. Here, maybe like Tiffany's. Yeah. Like we're talking high-priced watches yeah. and jewelry here. Can you tell how ritzy we are from this conversation? Yeah. We're like, what's an expensive store? <laughs> I don't know. Fossil watches. <laughs> we're like, what about Target? Is Target <laughs> worth $7.5 million? <laughs> it is to me. <laughs> um, okay, so... They did leave a few things behind, though. They left behind the rope ladder, so that's how they were able to kind of. Well, they had surveil. They had surveillance footage of all this. Um, Can I watch it on YouTube? I did, you know what I didn't try to look it up. Oh, but I want to find should. it. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is they left. There were the well. The police found a single glove, which had apparently been dropped, um, which proved to be highly useful for the police (laughs) and this is why so this is where you're gonna see like the arc is just kind of Mm -hmm. it's a hard story to to tell in like a very theatrical way but um so i wish that i could give you a more flowery description (laughs) of the investigation but it's pretty straightforward they dropped a glove they dropped a latex (laughs) glove that they were using to conceal their identity in said glove there was sweat which they were able to get a DNA sample from. So they ran it and they returned to potential matches. Um, So they had their suspects Mm -hmm. and they went to go arrest these guys in connection with the burglary. Mm -hmm. And the suspects were identified as Abbas O and Hassan O. So I guess in Germany, when you are 
part of some criminal proceedings, you will only be referred to as your first name and your last initial. So they don't, I don't I guess it's just to protect, to protect people's identifications, (laughs) identities. I don't know what's happening today. It's their identifications. (laughs) Um, But so um, that's who, so they, you know, that's who they uh, announce as the two people that they have captured for this burglary. Keeping in mind, there's a third person, but anyway. Um, So they go to pick the two up and it turns out they're related. Okay. In fact, they're brothers. Yeah. I kind of already figured that. I don't know why. In fact, they're They're twins. twins. Identical ones. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Capers. So they share the same DNA, which is why they pulled up two matches from one glove. Um, Upon further questioning, they had no choice but to arrest both for the burglary. So it's all they're Mm-hmm. They're just going to go for it. Right. Um, which, if proven guilty, can earn you 10 years in a German prison. Okay. But here's the thing. Uh-oh. Neither brother is just going to come out and be like, oh, yeah, that I was did me. It. Right. <laughs> so all they have to do is claim that the other one did it. <laughs> and then there is literally no way. Well, not literally. Uh, because there is a way. But I'll get into that in a second. Oh, okay. Um then there is no way for them to actually prove that one or the other did it. Um, so there are there are advanced tests that exist now that can get down into like the teeny, teeny, tiny little mutations and stuff. I did not know that. But those are not, they're not even considered necessarily reliable in mm. criminal proceedings because what, like how often are you using those tests because okay so trust me i have researched this Mm -hmm. plenty of twins identical twins commit crimes Mm -hmm. but you're going to be way more likely when investigating a crime to be dealing with one set of dna that someone else doesn't have (laughs) so these uh, the advanced tests that even now keep in mind this is 2009 so um a lot of times like people don't try to use them right they try to use other types of evidence right um i'll have to tell my mom though because she's an identical twin and right she could get caught now so right (laughs) as long as she does it right um uh okay but so at the time though we're in 2009 obviously and Germany apparently is a little old school, but at the time, one of the experts said that they basically would have had to dissect the two men in order to find like their tiny, tiny, tiny little differences. And even then, what? <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to make a joke and I shouldn't. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Unless you want to at the last minute. Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. I would be full of regret. Okay. <laughs> um... So there you go. Okay. They couldn't be charged. Wow. So they were released. They couldn't uh, be charged because both of them denied it and they had no way of choosing actually which determining one. which one had done it. Right. Okay. Um, what about the third guy? They I don't, don't know. know. There's no other. The, that glove is seriously the only thing. Like if they hadn't left that glove, I honestly don't even think we would have been in the which twin did it. 
And honestly, both twins probably did it, but they had <laughs> no three way of actually proving which one it was. So, um, and they can't, mm-hmm. they can't say both of them did it just because one of their DNA was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting thing, but uh, the statute of limitations on their crime was mm-hmm. 10 years, which mm-hmm. is up now. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they tried to get further information they asked for people to report information Mm -hmm. but that didn't happen so the twin brothers remain um free and happy are they suspiciously wealthy now well (laughs) um i'm sure someone is watching for Mm -hmm. that Uh uh-huh uh but they were quoted as saying we are proud of the german legal system and grateful (laughs) <laughs> Which is what I'm sure anyone who Super legal, grateful who Legally got away with a crime And has 6.8 million euros Stashed somewhere <laughs> um, But yeah no I do think I do find that part of it interesting because Yeah you You really couldn't Spend that money Mm-mm. Unless you Just got Well if you did want to spend it and you got creative, mm-hmm. you'd have to anticipate the scrutiny of the German, the entire German government. Right. On your you'd back. have to launder. I mean, obviously, right. you're going to have to launder it either way, but you're like really being watched. Right. I would think. Yeah. Or they're going to have to pay someone off. Right. Hopefully, they're not listening to this and getting ideas. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, but I did read. Okay. This quote to. At the very end, I wanted to share because um, it's something that I like every time I've touched, I've like gotten close to sharing this story with you guys. I read it and it's just so interesting. But um, there's a criminal law expert named, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Hans Ulrich. P A E. Von Lichtenstein. P A E F F G N. It's not, it's not his last name that's the problem. It's me that's the problem. Okay. Because I don't know how to, how to pronounce Paf Paefgen. <laughs> At least that's how I would pronounce it. But I'm sure I'm wrong. Right. Obviously. Um. I mean, he has, he has a hyphenated, heavily German first name. Mm-hmm. So of course his last name is going to be something I can't pronounce. This is why they can't eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Because they have to pronounce things like that. Whereas in America, <laughs> you can you don't have to say nothing like that. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we saw, we figured it out. I figured it all out. Okay. But so he said, when asked about this case, he said, our hands are tied in a case like this. The law doesn't allow us to detain someone indefinitely just because he is suspected of a crime. This may be different elsewhere. But I'd rather live in a country where someone guilty is not convicted for lack of conclusive evidence than in a place where innocent people are locked up. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so interesting to me uh-huh. about this story is that I do absolutely believe that I believe in justice. I believe that if someone steals money or something of monetary value, that they should have to repay it. Mm-hmm. I think that is what's right. And I think that we should strive um, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But if it 
doesn't happen or if there's some sort of weird thing um, where you can't conclusively prove. And, you know, obviously this is an interesting situation because it's twins, but things like this happen all the time. Even sometimes when you watch, you know, like if you watch your Netflix comes out with a documentary and you're watching like the criminal proceedings from some other case, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, hmm, that really wasn't that good of it evidence like did that really conclusively mm-hmm. tie the person mm-hmm. to this crime um and then of course obviously it's very uh it, it's a uh, notable subject in our culture today that people go to jail mm-hmm. when they're innocent like it there's a lot of press <clears throat> surrounding that and lots of coverage yeah of people who are innocent being um yeah falsely accused or falsely convicted mm-hmm. and so it is interesting because i mean you know that everyone who's involved in this case wanted to see kadui like be given justice right yeah because they were stolen and you know mm-hmm. stolen from and people people got in trouble uh there was financial consequences all kinds of stuff i mean i'm assuming that it was probably insured yeah but that's not a reason to not seek for justice but i just well you know i think about this once a week actually Mm -hmm. uh because i want to say it was probably only three four years ago that i became comfortable with the fact that in a true just earthly system a a just system as close to justice as we can get it right in that system um a back door is left open that guilty people can escape out of yeah um so that the innocent are not harmed right and so and that's the price that's the price yeah um and so i think if you and and stay with me if you don't like what we're saying because here's what i had to come to terms with is that ultimately in god's system of justice so you you can't convict someone without a certain level of evidence right and to a mind I think, and I'm using this in the classical sense, not as a um, insult to the immature mind. Uh, the ends justify the means. Uh, I remember being a really little kid and and thinking the ends justify the means. As long as you get your guy, then it doesn't right. matter how you got your guy, right? right? But that's actually not true because right. God said you cannot convict someone right. without a certain standard of evidence. It's all through throughout the Old Testament. And that is a protection for us. Right. And if you don't see it as a protection, then you're not looking at justice through a biblical lens. And here's here's why we can praise God for that is because even if somebody who is guilty gets away with murder, you actually believe that no one gets away with anything. Right. Because you believe that everyone who has not repented and believed is going to be punished eternally for their sin. So there's actually no such thing as someone getting away with anything. Now it might, it might temporally feel that way. Um, I said that word weird, but it might temporarily feel like these people are getting away with this. You know, I'm watching the, um, 
I'm watching a, a documentary on Epstein right now. Mm-hmm. And you see all these things. Now, he didn't get away with what he got away with because, I mean, his standards of the standards that could have convicted him and put him away were there. He got away with it because of a corrupt system. Right. Because he paid people off. Right. Um, but I'm just constantly having to remind myself, Jeffrey Epstein, right this very second, is not getting away with anything. Right. Well, and you have to, if that's not good enough for you, you really have to examine what you think, what you think God's justice, justice yeah. looks like. Right. Do you, do you honestly think right. earthly justice even compares? Right. To, to God's wrath. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I think it is something, I think it's hard to wrap your brains around um, that, that ultimately it is better for it is better for a guilty person to quote go free than for an innocent man to be punished right it's better yeah and that's how the system is set that's how uh, a biblical system is set up it's going to leave that back door open right so that we don't punish the innocent right that is it the uh making victims whole and not making new victims is the focus of god's law in terms of judicial punishment and all those things and if you don't understand that or feel that that's fair i think you really need to reevaluate you know because there is no biblical standard that would tell you that the ends justify the means right um and so obviously we're not we can't give a whole biblical theology of this right now right but i do agree with that quote that you brought up is like it's better like ultimately whoever whichever brother both brothers whatever they're not going to get away with this they're really not right your life is but a vapor and if they don't repent and believe and you know what i mean like they're going to they're going to be punished and that's what we believe in a biblical worldview and think about it for a second what if you were wrongfully accused of a crime and no one had to meet a certain standard of evidence and you were put away right i think in that scenario you're gonna maybe reevaluate what you think about the price is not the price of getting your guy is not a few innocent innocent people right it's that Mm-hmm. Some guilty people are going to get away. That's right. But they're not going to get away. Right. They right. can only run so far. Right. Like if you're a Christian, do you really believe that right. people are going to get away with what they're right. like? No, you don't. And and yeah. we should, um, we should live in light of the fact that God is just. Yeah. And He's going to do justice. Right. And you don't you know i tell my kids all the time you don't want god's justice you want his mercy right (laughs) you really you don't want justice (laughs) let's not get busy talking about what's fair um (laughs) because you don't actually want that and that's something to think about and it's true i know in this story it doesn't seem like there's any real victims because what they stole some valuable stuff that was probably insured and they didn't steal it from an individual they stole it from sure but they did right it Kadiwi is owned by someone by people yeah who <laughs> yeah. have to pay the insurance who have to who per somebody made the jewelry and then sold it or they have employees right that they have to yes. be able to pay yes. um and and it honestly it's uh, another thing to consider is that if you like if you if you only agree with that, that statement that I made at the end the quote in situations where there doesn't appear to be a real victim right then that's a problem too you right. know <laughs> I mean this is an easy story to tell because ultimately in the true crime world it's 
the very very lowest level of like grim you right. know it's not right. hard to tell there's no cringy parts and everyone's okay at the end for the most part right. no you know? one died right but but I still, still agree with yeah. the statement and I would agree with the statement even after you tell yours which I don't even know mm-hmm. but it's a good one I'm excited cool cool all right yeah thanks for telling that story mm-hmm. I I really do I need to tell my mom to listen to this episode there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> see because what I tried to do before in a in a show like this is tell the s- multiple stories mm-hmm. of twins who have gotten away with stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, unfortunately, are assault mm-hmm. cases or mm-hmm. uh, there was some like paternity stuff. Yeah. Um, so twins right. do, t- identical twins get, they, they get up to trouble. They do some things. But, I mean, I don't. Mom. They're all a little weird, aren't they? Yes. I am so fascinated by twins. It could be because I have twins all over my family. Obviously, I've mentioned my mom is an identical twin. Right. I have cousins that are twins. Um, Eric has lots of twins in his family. And I am fascinated yeah. by the twin dynamic and the thing. They really do have their own. They're the only two, like. Thing. So. The, if you're a twin, mm-hmm. you're a part of a very small group of people on the planet right. that have had someone that has like known them their entire life. Every second. From the moment you were conceived. Right. You like had. And you've been there. This bond. Right. You, they were, you were the, if you're an identical twin, you're the only person who has met in person another person before they were born. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody, I didn't meet another person no. until I was born. Right. I know. And they were like entangled. What are they, what are they up to What in are there? they're doing things? They're planning heists. <laughs> they're totally. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're going to do this in Berlin because. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's all the things I can get away with. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Make sure to stop, stop by the store, shop.sheologians. It made me think of little baby burglars. <laughs> And how you'd feel if you caught a baby burglar. You'd just be like, oh, oh you can have that. It's fine. <laughs> baby burglars. Is this where we're at? This is where we're at. I guess okay. so. You guys just, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I go out walking after midnight.